Shalom, everyone. Thank you for tuning in. The idea that I want to share with you is from this week's Parsha coming up, Kadoshim. And it's just from, from one verse in the Parsha. I'll say it in Hebrew first. Loti kom, veloti to et you shall neither take revenge from nor bear a grudge against the members of your people. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. I am the Lord. And the idea that I want to give over is really an idea that helps a person deal with toxicity that can come into their lives and turn it into positivity and peace, neutralize it, flip it around, which is a very important idea. And the truth is, with this verse, there's a lot of places you can go. There's a lot of different commentaries that show different facets of the myths that's being listed here. I'm just going to go down one very simple route that brings out this one point regarding how to turn toxicity into positivity and peace. And... I'll start, off with, I'll start off by asking two simple questions on the verse and then we can, we can start delving into the verse itself and uncovering the, the simple path that it shows us to turning toxicity into positivity. So the, the first question I want to ask is this. The most famous part of the verse is love your neighbor as yourself. And there are a lot of other mitzvahs in this chapter. This chapter, Vayikra, chapter 19, is, if, if someone asked me what's, what's one chapter, if I could fulfill just the mitzvahs in one chapter, what, you know, what would you advise? So I might say, you know, this chapter is an awesome chapter to learn and study and, and, and to to uh, make it as a goal to, to uh, aspire to. Because it has mitzvahs like judge people fairly, don't stand by whilst your fellow's blood is being shed, don't say Lashon Hara, be holy. There are many different mitzvahs that are written in this chapter that are, they really help human relationships. And it has this, this fundamental love your neighbors yourself. But why, why put don't take revenge and don't bear grudge in the same verse? There are a lot of mitzvahs written in this chapter. Have don't take revenge with those other mitzvahs. Don't, take, don't bear grudge with these other mitzvahs. This special verse, Rabbi Akiva said, the whole Torah is resting, so to speak, on, on this one verse. This is the fundamental principle of the Torah. Love your neighbors yourself. Everything comes from this. It's fundamental. So, so just have that separately. Love your neighbor yourself. What's the connection between bearing a grudge and taking revenge? And the second question that I want to ask is, why does the verse end off with Ani Hashem? I am God. I am the Lord. Just, you know, we don't have I am the Lord ending all the other mitzvahs. Why, Dafka, this mitzvah does it end up with, I'm the Lord? Don't take revenge, don't bear a grudge, love your neighbor as yourself, I am the Lord. Why is it there? Why does it end off with that statement? Okay, 
So I'm going to start off by telling you a story, a story that I heard from Sari Chavit Rigla. Sari Chavit Rigla, she's, she's an authoress. She writes and has written many, 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 many Torah articles for H.com. She's a brilliant writer. She's written many books. Well, I want to say many, actually. She's written numerous books, at least four that I can think of. And she's really an outstanding individual. For 17 years, she was pursuing spiritual enlightenment in an ashram. And until she realized, you know, this is not, this is not, this is not truth. She pursued her Jewish roots. She decided after intensive investigation that Torah is true. And she started to work towards living a Torah true lifestyle. And the story she tells is one of the happenings that happened on her path to living a Torah true lifestyle. She had written an article about something. And she, you know, Sarah Regular writes about different topics and she writes what she thinks. I wouldn't say she's particularly, um, what's the word? She, she doesn't antagonize people. She's, she writes about, about ideas and, and topics that are interesting, but not necessarily hot topics that are going to cause a lot of uh, people to be um, angry. However, she wrote an article and I don't know what it was about, but her cousin, who she's very, very, very close with and who she has a good relationship with, let's call her Miriam. Her cousin Miriam wrote back and said, I cannot believe you wrote that article. You are close-minded, you are dogmatic, you have been poisoned by society around you, you're poisoning other people with your words. And she went on and on and on, slamming Sari Chavid Rigla, really bludgeoning her with, with a very, very sh sharp email saying how horrific she thought Sara had um, been in writing this article. So Sara was so enraged and so angry that she actually sat down after reading that email. Um, she stayed sitting down at the computer and she replied, press reply to write back and respond by saying, you calling me dogmatic, you calling me close-minded and poison. You've been poisoned by X, Y, and Z. You're the one who can't even listen to an idea and, 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 and think about it without attacking. Without, you're da, da, da. And she was going to like really give it to her cousin. And she said, wait a second, wait a second. I'm learning. Don't take revenge. If I write back just to give, just to take revenge, just, just to get it back, that is taking revenge. Rashi explains this verse, this mitzvah, don't take revenge as, let's say someone goes to the neighbor to borrow a spade and the neighbor says, no. You can't have it. And then the next day, the neighbor comes to them and says, can I borrow a rake? If they say, no, you can't have it. You didn't lend me, I'm not going to lend you. That's taking revenge. It's, I'm getting you back. I'm getting you back. The, the, if there's a good reason why you can't lend the, 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 the rake, you're, you're using it, whatever the reason, if it's a valid reason, fine. 
But if the real reason is because they didn't lend you, that's taking revenge. You're getting them back. You're retaliating. She said, if I write this back, I'm just retaliating. She gave me a toxic, nasty email and I'm going to give it right back to her. I can give just as good as I can get. So I, I, apparently, according to God, I can't do that. I can't just write back Lot, um, whatever I want. Loti come, don't take revenge. Okay, fine. I won't do it. If I'm not supposed to do it, I won't do it. She goes into the kitchen. She starts chopping up vegetables for supper and chop, 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 chop. She's slamming that knife down. She's fuming if you could, uh, you know, if she was a cartoon. Smoke and steam would be coming out of her ears. And she's thinking like, my cousin, how could she say those things? She is the worst. She's thinking, wait a second. Don't take revenge, don't bear a grudge. I'm bearing a grudge. The verse doesn't say just don't take revenge. Don't bear a grudge means don't, so to speak, harbor a grudge. I'm harboring a grudge. It says, love your neighbor as yourself. You know what? So the Rambam explains love your neighbor as yourself as just as we'd want for ourselves, for our money and possessions to be protected, we should be concerned for other people's money and possessions. Just as we want our own honor to be protected, we, we should be concerned for someone else's honor. Just as we want our own physical bodies to be protected, we should be concerned about someone else's physical well-being. That's the practical application the Rambam in the Mishnah Torah says is a fulfillment of love your neighbors yourself. But from, a, from a, the perspective of actually loving your neighbor as yourself, Rav Noach Weinberg, the found, founder of Aisha Torah, used to say that you come to this state of being through how do you love someone, through associating someone with their, their qualities. What's beautiful about this person? If you think of anyone you love and think about why you love them, because they're kind, because they're humble, or because they have gone out of their way to help me, or whatever it is, it's a virtue, and you're associating them with that virtue. So that's how, that's how you come to love someone. If a person really is having a hard time, so there's someone called Mikhta Mariao. That's the book he's, he wrote. He's often referred to by the name of his book, but his real name was Rabbi Desla. He came over from Europe and and uh, came to Gateshead, he started the Gateshead Yeshiva. He survived the Holocaust by coming over to England. And he writes in his famous work that Ahava, the Shoresh, the root of that verb is, is Hav, which has the connotation or the, the meaning to give. You come to love by giving. When you give, give to someone, you're investing in them and there's a piece of you in them. And the more you do that, then you, you can see the goodness in them. You can come to see the virtues in them and associate them with their virtues. So that's, that's a helping hand. That's a way to associate them with their virtues. So Sari Khan said, you know, I'm not going to take revenge. I'm not going to write back a nasty email. I'm not even going to bear a grudge. I'm going to focus on her virtues. You know what? I like the fact that she's frank and she's honest with me and we're close, and she's a good person, and she's a kind person, and we've had a lot of good times. I was a bit surprised by this email, but you know what? I love her. I love my cousin, Miriam. She, she actually went to the, to the, the, 
the email. And she, she said, she wrote to her cousin something on the lines of, Dear Miriam, thank you so much for responding to me and writing to me and sharing what you think. A lot of people read my articles and, and I don't know what they're thinking. I love the fact that you're honest and you're frank and not afraid to share your opinions and I love that about you. And I, w I was a bit surprised about how sharp you were, but you know what? I would hate for anything to stand in the way of our friendship. And we've been friends for so many years and I love you so much. Please, God, will continue to share our ideas and share our thoughts and have good times together and, and remain friends and remain close. And I just wish you well. And please, God, will speak soon. Something like that. And she actually got an email the next day, she said, from her cousin Miriam saying, thank you so much for your email. I love you so much. I was a bit harsh. I, I was very harsh and perhaps shouldn't have worded my, my, my response to your article quite so harshly. I apologize. And I, I, I cherish our relationship and I don't want anything to come between us. And thank you. And Sari Khod Rigla, she, she said that she realized then and there, wow, look, look at what the Torah did. It, it turned me around from what I was planning on doing. And, and it, instead of bringing me down a path of toxicity and negativity and machloket for ribbles, it, 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 it turned everything around to peace and positivity. There's a verse in Mishlei, in Proverbs, by King Solomon. I think it's chapter 27, nine, verse 19. It says something along the lines of, Kapayim, Kamayim, Kamayim, Hapayim, Lapayim, Kain, Leva, Adam, Adam. Which basically translates as, just as a person, just when a person looks into, just as when a person looks into water, and sees their reflection coming back, so too the heart of man is reflected back. What does that mean? It means when you look into water, you get reflected back. Whatever, whatever if you're grimacing, it will grimace back. If you're smiling, it will smile back. So too, if a person sends out toxicity, they're going to get toxicity back. If they send out love, they're going to get love back. There's a natural response. There's a natural response to how, how a person will react. If someone sends that toxicity towards them, they're naturally going to come back at the other person in an in a, in, in a unloving way, most likely. That's, the, that's, the, that's the, the nature of the way we act. And Shlomo Melech, King Solomon is saying this because he's saying we don't have to, we have to know this is, this is nature. We don't have to go according to our nature. We have Bechira, we have free will, we have our nature, we have our egos, we have our body inclinations, we have our soul. And our soul also has a say. And we can listen to our soul, and our soul wants peace and positivity. It wants to be what's called Mavate, which means to say, you know what? What you said wasn't nice, but I'm going to respond with love. 
And 90% of the time or more, the person is going to appreciate so much that that path wasn't gone down. The path of toxicity wasn't gone down. That, a per, that there wasn't a feud that was created, a, a forribble. And they're going to re- reciprocate back with, you know what? What I did was wrong, I'm sorry. I, I just, I'm just remembering a, a time in, in, in my schooling when uh, I had 240 people in my grade. So every grade had 240 people. And there was one guy called Perry who ended up in, in, in a class I had. Um, I didn't know him that well because he, generally he wasn't in my classes, but he ended up in one of my classes. And for some strange reason, he started to like just attack me, not physically, but maybe, maybe, maybe try and trip me up, maybe push my books on the floor. or may, I don't know what, I can't even remember what he would do, say things. And I just thought, you know what? I have friends. I'm not unhappy. I'm not angry. I don't feel the need to get into a fight and get into a, a whole, I'm going to retaliate to him and he's going to get bent. I just don't even want to go down that track. So it wasn't even a conscious thing. I just didn't feel like going down that track. So whenever, generally I was pretty friendly to, to whoever I was with and a happy kind of child. And so I just smiled at him. Hey Perry, how you doing? I just, would reflect his negativity with positivity. And after a while, he just flipped and he's like, hey, how you doing? You know, like he just wasn't, he wasn't getting any toxicity back and maybe he wanted that and maybe, you know, he had his own issues. But it's difficult when, a, unless a person's a psychopath of some kind, in which case one has to operate on different, from, with different rules, generally perhaps one has to stay away from such people. But generally speaking, if a person doesn't go down that path and they reflect back love, positivity, the other person's also going to say, you know what, sorry, I, I started off with the wrong foot. You're right, let's, let's do it. You know, and they're not, gonna, they're not going to, to, to continue their toxicity. Obviously, you know, there are exceptions to that because people have major issues. But generally speaking, the same rule of we feel like responding with toxicity if people attack us, so too when we don't and we overcome our natural inclinations and we respond with love, we're shy, now, now we're sending out love and positivity, so their natural inclination is to, to respond with love back. And that's often what happens. And it's a good, good course of action because who wants to go down that path Someone rang me up and I'm not saying names, I'm not saying any uh, identifying information. Not that I'm even saying anyone knows them, but certain people were very, did something very, very nasty to this guy. And he rang me up to say, can he do X? X being something that was within the law, but it was pretty nasty back. And it was a clever retaliation and from a certain perspective it was justified he said he said to me should i what do you think and i said to him you know something i totally hear why you'd want to do that i totally get it and it could be that you're justified in going down that path and and uh treating them basically the same way they treated you in a clever way 
But you know what? Once you do go down that path, just think about how it's going to be. You're going to be in a machloka with these people and, and it's going to be perpetuated because they're going to retaliate with you. And there's going to be um, negative emotions and negative words, Lashon Hara. There's going to be all sorts of things going on and you know that people are going to be sucked in on their side and your side because both, both the parties in this scenario were quite big players. And I said, you know what? Why even go down that path? Why not be the better person? And we discussed the course of action that was not taking revenge, not bearing a grudge, loving your neighbor as yourself, which I'm not saying it was easy, but they actually did something very, very kind and goodwilled. And it flipped, it flipped everything around. And, and there wasn't a machloket. The people from the other side also, they saw that they hadn't been all that um, kind and, and, and hadn't acted appropriately. But most of all, this person said to me, and this is a true case, is that they are so thankful that they didn't go down that path. Because, you know what? Anger is punishing yourself for someone else's sins. And it just stays with you. It takes up space in your heart and in your mind. And why? Why go down that path? This way, he's been mavater. He's been, he, he's like, you know what? I, maybe I have the right, but I, I'm not going to take that right. I'm going to reflect love, positivity, goodwill. And, and he said he, he just has peace. And he, he's so thankful he didn't go down that path. So that's what the Torah is saying. Don't go down that path. Don't take revenge. Don't even bear a grudge, which is to hold the animosity within. Try and see the good in that person. Try and give that person, show them goodwill. And then what? Ani Hashem. What does Ani Hashem, I am Hashem, do? Why does this Pasuk, why does this verse end with Ani Hashem after this, this plan of how to respond to toxicity? So there's a story. There's a story of two friends, two friends that loved each other like brothers. And eventually one moved to Rome, and I can't remember where the other one moved to, but let's just say Athens. And they would visit each other every time they were in the other one's country from going there for business. And, and one time the person from Athens was visiting Rome and he, he went to visit his friend. But unfortunately for him, the two countries started to go to war and they saw this guy from Greece and they said, oh, he must be a spy. And, and the friend from Rome said, he's not a spy. We've been, we're neither of us. We've been friends for, for decades. We've been friends for decades. He's not a spy. I know him. They actually trusted, the, the soldiers trusted this guy from Rome. And they said, look, we believe you, but you know, this is a law. Someone from Greece has to be killed because they're probably a spy. Even if, even if in this case, they may well be true that they're not a spy, but we, this is what we've got to do. So the guy from Rome says, please don't kill him. Please don't kill him. Uh, you know he's not a spy. He's just my friend visiting me. He's just a businessman. Let him go back. They said, no, we've got to kill him. The guy from Rome says, look, please. Let him go back, say goodbye to his wife, say goodbye to his kids. Tidy up his affairs and come back. If he doesn't come back within a month, you'll kill me. Like, really? You serious? 
you, you're putting your life on the line. And he said, yeah, I'll do that. Because uh, otherwise they wouldn't have let him go, obviously. So they're like, okay, this is interesting. So they, they let him go back and he says goodbye to his wife and goodbye to his kids, ties up his affairs and off he, off he goes back to Rome. But the winds aren't in his favor and the boat's going very slowly. The ship is going very slowly. And he only arrives on the very last day, the 30th day. He actually set out in good time. And he, and he gives some money to someone to get a horse at the harbor. And he rides and he rides and he rides to the designated place to be there by noon. That he had to be there by noon. And in those days, they didn't have digital watches or any type of watches. They had maybe sundials. Looked at the sun where it was in the sky. And he arrived there and it wasn't so clear where the, whether the sun, whether it was noon, it wasn't noon wasn't quite noon, maybe it was a little bit afternoon. And, and he said, I'm here. And the guy from Rome says, no, it's actually afternoon. I can see the sun is more than halfway. And you had to be here before noon. If not, they'll kill me in your place. So I'll die and, uh, uh, and you won't. He said, what are you talking about? I'm here now. I'm here. I am here. The sun's here and the sun's there. I'm here. They'll kill me. I, I came back. And the guy goes, no. No, no, no. You, the deal was that you must come back before noon. You didn't come back before noon. Otherwise, uh, if, if, and, and therefore, they kill me in your place. And the, these two are arguing about who should be killed. Each one saying they should be killed. The executioner doesn't know what to do. He, he sends a message to the emperor. The emperor is so intrigued, he actually comes there. He listens to both of them, and he says to them, listen, Ach, I don't think you're a spy. I can see that you're two good friends and you, you love each other and you're loyal to each other. I'll let you both go free on one condition. What's that, they say? I'll let you both go free on the condition you make me a third friend. Because I also want a friendship like that. That's... That's the end of the Pasuk, the end of the verse, Ani Hashem. Don't take revenge, don't bear a grudge, don't go down that path of, of toxicity and negativity. Focus on the good that they, that, they, that they have in them. Help them come back to you from that place of goodness so that there's a positive relationship going on. And when you have that friendship and positivity, I also want to be part of that. I also want to be a friend with you. That's why it ends Ani Hashem. Just to explain that a little bit more. There's one, one more short story that, that I, I heard. I like this story of a father and son that were caught and sent to Siberia. They didn't have time to pack, really. They managed to grab a few bits and bobs. And when they arrived there, they realized that they just had one coat between the two. So the son said, oh, it's, I, I've got to work. You, you have to stay in the house. So uh, it's freezing outside. It's really, really cold. So I guess I should get the coat. The father said, it is freezing outside, but it's still freezing inside. And I'm your father. I should get the coat. The son said, look, it is freezing outside. And, it is, and you are my father. But it's 10 degrees colder outside. And I, I should get the coat. Like, I could die from cold. And the father said, well, I'm old. And you have to respect me. It's a midst of honoring your parents. So I should get the coat. And they're arguing backwards and forwards. And they, they decide eventually to go to the Rav. 
And each one, when they sit in front of the Rav, says why they should get the coat. I'm, I'm outside, it's colder, yeah, but I'm, it's still freezing inside, and I'm his father, he's, he's obligated to, to honor me. The, the, the Rav's like, wow, this is a hard, a hard case. Give me two days to think about it. So they, away their father and son go, and they're thinking about it, and they're pondering it, and the sun starts to think, wait a second, you know what? It is absolutely freezing outside. I'm going to be freezing anyway. I have an obligation to honor, obligation to honor my father. He's my father. He's older. I need, I need him to be warm. I want him to have the coat. And the father's thinking, you know what? It is freezing inside. But my son's going to be even more, so much more freezing. It's like, Water will freeze in seconds outside. Like, how, how's he going to survive? He needs to get the coat. So each one is arguing that the other one needs to get the coat. And they, they start fighting when they start discussing it. The son says, Dad, you're getting the coat. And Dad says, no, you're getting the coat. And they, they come, come back to the Rav. And each one proposes why the other one should get the coat. He's my father. I'll be able to, to honor him. And, and, he, and he's older and, and it's freezing inside. The father says, yes, it's freezing inside, but it's even colder outside. It's dangerous. This person could die. Finally, the rabbi said, well, you know, I've got a coat in my, in my cupboard, a spare coat. Why don't you take it? Then you both have a coat. They both look at each other like, huh? They say, Rav, why didn't you tell us this two days ago? And the rabbi simply said, you know what? You were thinking of you. You were thinking of you. So I, I, didn't, I thought of me. I didn't think about either of you two. But suddenly, you're thinking of the other one. You're thinking of the other one. So I also want to think of the other one. And this is what it means that I want to be your third friend when Hashem says, Ani Hashem, at the end of the Pasuk, the end of the verse. You are looking at what's good in him. And you're looking at what's good in him or her. And, and instead of going down a, positive, a negative track, and you're trying to show goodwill to them and be and be good to them, even, even if that wasn't what was sent to you at the beginning. But he said, you know what, I'm not going down that path. I'm like the sun will shine for the good person and the not so good person. I'm going to shine with love either way. And if they, if they decide to respond with negativity, I'm going to respond with positivity. I'm just going to shine like a sun. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to respond with positivity and love. I'm going to see the good in them. That's what the verse says. And Hashem says, you do that and you create a peace, you create love. So you know what? I'm going to also send peace and goodness and blessing your way because that's what you're creating. So I'm going to create that also for you. Because you know what? In life, sometimes, sometimes what's best for us isn't always, or let me, put it, let me let's say it this way. Let's say someone does have a burst tire or a burst pipe or something unfortunate and unpleasant like that. We're supposed to say, everything happens for the best. Hashem has a plan. I don't know what it is necessarily. Maybe I can try and think why Hashem would send this my way. But Hashem is sending me this. It's for my best. Let me think if there's a message here, if there's a, if there's a growth opportunity here. But it wasn't pleasant, but... You know what? It's, it's, for, it's for the best. Let me try and work out why it's the best. That's one way that Hashem can deal with us. 
But there's another way that sometimes it doesn't have to be a burst pipe, it doesn't have to be a burst tire, because we are going against our nature to, sh- to respond with goodness, with love, with positivity. So Hashem says, you know what, according to, to, to nature, according to what was supposed to happen, it wasn't going to be so pleasant. This was going to have to be the, uh, the way to help him grow. But uh, he's responding with, with, with love. He's going against his nature he, to, to create positivity and peace. I'm going to go, great, go against nature. I'm going to send him blessing and goodness and, and help him to grow in an entirely different, much more positive way. That's what it means. Love your neighbor as yourself. I am Hashem. You love him. You're going to feel that love and that goodness coming from me. So that's the idea that I wanted to share. It's one verse in the Torah, and it's a powerful verse. It's a powerful verse. Don't take revenge. Don't bear a grudge. Don't go down that path, even though it's natural to us that we, we will naturally respond the way we're dealt with. Don't respond as your inclination naturally feels like responding. Use your Bechira, use your free will. Tap into your Neshama that always wants to shine goodness and love. Shine that. Love your neighbors yourself. See what's good about them. Respond with goodwill. And then Hashem says, Ani Hashem, I also want to be a part of that. I also want to shine that back to you as well. Thank you for listening and my blessings and prayers that we should all be healthy and well and only receive blessings and hatzlacha success in all our endeavors.